Welcome to Episode 6 of Autonomy Bytes, a program dedicated to keeping you up to date on the latest trends, technologies, and applications of autonomous systems. Each episode highlights interviews with leading experts to provide their insights and opinions in a format that is both educational and entertaining. Hi, I'm Ryan Smith, retired Air Force Colonel, test pilot, and aviation industry expert. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Andrew Shepard, Executive Director and Chief Scientist of Unmanned Aerial Systems, or UAS, at the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center located in Dayton, Ohio. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Ryan. You know, having heard our first five shows, I have to say, and as someone who is obviously impartial, that Autonomy Bytes is the best podcast ever. (laughs) Of course, that's completely due to our guests, and uh, today is no different. So uh, we're joined uh, by John Beck. He's the Executive Director and Principal Investigator of the National Center for Autonomous Technologies. Uh, John, welcome to Autonomy Bytes. Hey, thanks for having me here today, Andrew and Ryan. It's great to be able to participate in the uh, the launch series of the Autonomy Bytes podcast and glad to be a contributor and here today for the discussion. So John, thanks for joining us. We're going to jump right in. And to start, what is the National Center for Autonomous Technologies? I understand your focus across the entire autonomy space, including air, land, and the sea domains. Is that right? You are absolutely correct. Uh, the, the National Center for Autonomous Technologies, also known as NCAT, is a group of really passionate people who see an exciting future and want to enable people to participate and experience its full potential. We do this by expanding educational resources, providing inspiring learning opportunities for educational leaders, and in turn, their students and the future workforce in autonomous technology. And we collaborate across industry, government, and education. NCAT leads the education of the nation's autonomous technologies workforce. We're funded through the NSF ATE program, NSF being National Science Foundation, recognized as the gold standard in education. And ATE is a program that is specifically focused on two-year technical education. As the first NSF AT Center in Autonomous Tech, NCAT is crafting, adopting, and implementing educational resources that help college faculty and educators meet workforce demands and increase the quality and diversity of technicians. We welcome your audience and listeners to check out the NCAT community at our website, ncatech.org. That's ncatech.org. T-C-H.org. You know, John, uh, it's, it's great to know about uh, the, how the National Science Foundation sees the value in your work and, uh, and has made such a significant investment in creating the center. Uh, and I know you're still a relatively new center, but can you tell us about a couple of your favorite projects or activities so far? Yes, we are relatively new, uh, just approaching the year two milestone. And I think launching a national center is a challenging feat itself, but if you look at the past year and the impact of COVID and some of the different challenges, it's been really, really interesting. But I think some of the challenges we've experienced over the last year have really opened up new opportunities and really exciting developments for the center as a whole. If we look back almost a year ago, exactly, um, when we are in March last year, we are looking at the impact of COVID and thinking we do a lot of educated workshops, STEM camps, outreach initiatives, and again, very hands-on focused 
our own technical education, we're looking at, should we be planning for all online? Should we be looking at hybrid? Maybe we should do both. Maybe we'd be back to normal by June of last year. And we quickly recognize some of the, the, the expended resources that resulted from trying to do the dual planning. So we made a pretty drastic shift in March last year to really focus on building the digital toolbox and thinking about the resources that could address the current situation as well as provide enhanced resources long-term. And one example that we have, we've, uh, we've developed a fully immersive virtual reality environment to support the Mate 2021 virtual underwater remotely operated vehicle student competition. The ROV competition, it, it's a global student underwater robotics competition that consists of a world championship and network of 41 regional contests across the world with more than 700 teams competing, 5,000 students. So it's an awesome spot to be able to look at how we use virtual reality and digital interaction to still maintain STEM engagement in these challenging times. And I think really increase accessibility as a whole moving forward. So we've created that environment and it's allowed us to help mitigate some of the impacts of COVID. It's provided a platform where students are gonna be able to actively engage with each other and mentors from around the world. And it's facilitated the social interaction and peer-to-peer -peer networking that they would typically have at that competition. You won't see a whole lot on the website about it yet, but over the next month or two, you'll see that as we go into the regional competitions, um, we're just getting ready to launch it. We've developed the site. We're gonna be launching it, opening it up to that student competition network, but also the general public to increase access. And that's a big thing for us as we look at students having the opportunity to connect to um, understanding autonomous technology, the education, the, the practical applications that are out there and participating in this competition. Um, it's going to be exciting to, to be able to open up that, uh, that network and opportunity and show people what we're able to do with VR and moving forward into the next year, we're really looking at the um, technical training that can be provided in these environments. So John, let's, let's pick up from there. We've set the stage. Let's take a look into the future. What are you most excited about in the mid and the longer term? And then do you see growing opportunities for multi-domain events and projects or additional co collaborations? Yeah, so I think one of the things that really excites me about autonomous technology is being able to provide the tools for others to go beyond where I can. And what I mean by that, the, the, field, the industry, the applications are so broad. I, I would love to dive into every aspect, but there's never enough time at the end of the day. Having the discussions with students that really inspire them into the possibilities that autonomous tech provides, that is one of the, the areas that just it fascinates me. I, I think it is one of the areas that really moves the, the dial as a whole for the industry and the future, where that goes. I think we need to increase participation in the STEM workforce. And I think the connection that people have to autonomous technology 
is something important to foster. I, I think everyone can identify certain points with autonomous technology that, that they can relate to. They can see the impact of drones, driverless vehicles, the transformation of the transportation system and all those types of things. So I think there's a great connection point there for people. I think when we start to use big terms like autonomous technologies, geospatial technologies, machine learning, data science programming, sometimes that can actually be a turnoff to the students we're trying to recruit into this field. And I, I call it mindset barrier. When you, you hear terminology that sounds so high tech that you don't even feel like you can enter into it or be a part of it. And I think that's really important for us to, to foster. I think in reality, these are things we can teach at two-year technical institutes that lead to amazing career opportunities. I think keep, we need to keep having those discussions. Um, it, and I think there's, we have these discussions about a workforce shortage. We see there's, a, there's been recent reports about uh, 3.4 million jobs that will go unfilled in the skilled technical workforce in a recent National Science Board report. Um, and I think that's crazy when we look at the poverty level that we have in this country. And I think it's about engaging audiences that we wouldn't, that haven't been participating in the STEM workforce, getting them engaged. And I think autonomous technologies really provide those opportunities that people can relate to. I think some examples when you talk the, the multi-domain aspects, I, I think people can see how drones are, are being applied in fields like agriculture, going out to fly fields, develop maps, create prescriptions where tractors can use that information and go out and apply um, chemicals in, in the field, do prescription applications out there. And things like underwater remotely operated vehicles can start mapping the rivers, lake beds, and oceans and create an understanding of the impact of land use. And these are systems that will have continuous improvement in, in automating the efficiencies across these different domains. So I, I think people can see that. And then it's really important to, to be able to connect them to understand what the basic skills are to get them involved in these industries. No, uh, John, with uh, many of our guests, it sounds like partnerships and collaborations are key. Um, can you give us uh, any examples of how partnerships have enabled uh, the work of the center? Are there ways collaborators can engage and benefit or support uh, your work as you're moving forward? Yeah, you bet. I think one of the great examples out there is a partnership we've had with the Federal Aviation Administration over the last year. Initially, it was to support one of their new initiatives, the Unmanned Aircraft System Collegiate Training Initiative, the UAS CTI program. Um, NCAT's been designated as the repository for their work and provides a resource hub for including um, things like curriculum, webinars, a community forum to get people coming together in discussion. Um, it's still in the early stages. And we're looking for increased participation throughout the community. So it'd be great to engage your audience and listeners in those different, uh, those different resources that we have on the website. We've got partners like the Geotech Center, another NSF funded organization that provides a mapping function to visualize where educational programs are throughout the country. That helps with students knowing 
where there's educational pathways and it also helps educators connect to um, other fellow faculty across the nation that are developing programs. Um, so that's a great resource on there. Um, we've also got a curriculum development initiative underway that's working throughout the ATE community, NSF community and, and faculty beyond that, contributing to the knowledge areas for foundations of UAS and, and creating the resources that are important in education based on some of the workforce assessments um, that we've done for the emerging skill sets for autonomous tech. And based on that success, uh, we're also supporting the launch of the uh, Connected by Drones initiative, which is a, another FAA project, uh, local network group created to learn and understand what types of operations are happening in different jurisdictions and to share best practices on operations and community engagement. And this, this continues to help strengthen that partnership across multiple educational institutions, the relationship with government organizations who are driving the future regulations and industry. Well, you know, uh, I, I really wish that we could keep going, but uh, unfortunately, we've reached the end of our time together. So, uh, John, thanks so much for telling us about all the work and resources at the National Center for Autonomous Technologies, or NCAT. Yeah, I really appreciate having the opportunity to uh, come on on the podcast today and, and speaking with you about the different resources that NCAT has to offer. I think the, the leadership role it takes to bring together the resources, collaborations, and vision are a key component to um, preparing that future workforce and the pioneers for the nation's autonomous technology workforce. The perspectives that, that we're generating today are over, opening the imagination to the future technicians, which is only limited by what we choose to explore. Well, you know, that's, that's awesome. So uh, Ryan, uh, I, unfortunately we have, we have to end for today. So can you close us out? I'd be happy to and give it, I'd like to start by giving a special shout out to our sponsor, the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center. And, you know, based on our amazing show statistics, I'm sure you already are, but if not, please subscribe to the program and encourage your friends to do the same. Finally, stay alert for new episodes as we continue to bring you interviews with leading experts representing all sectors of the autonomy industry. Okay, Andrew, what was the takeaway from today's introduction to the National Center for Autonomous Technologies? Well, it's that autonomy bites, of course. Okay, we'll see everybody next time. Bye.